everybody. Welcome back to another Shots from the Winchester podcast presented by Greencastle. Today we're going to do another Get to Know the Gacker episode, and I have Danny with me. How's it going? Good, Lindsay. How are you? Good. Excited to be here? Absolutely. Cool, cool. Fun. So, because we're in the Winchester, we have to do a shot or at least a drink. Uh, so, what would you like to do today? Sure. So, uh, not relevant too much outside the office, but here at Greencastle, I'm, I get a hard time for being the White Claw guy. Um, so I don't really drink hard alcohol, so sorry to be lame about the shot, but I think we go with the White Claw today. That sounds good. Now, I, hey, nothing against White Claw. I haven't had one in, in a while, but this will be nice, a nice change of pace. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon, perfect. All right, Thank you. so let's uh, cheers to Greencastle, right? Cheers. All right, go. very good. I'm not going to chug this. <laughs> you work at GAC. You're a GACker. I'm a GACker. So uh, what's your job here? What do you do? Yeah, so I have the pleasure of being our Director of Business Intelligence here at Greencastle. Um, so as you know, Greencastle has been growing pretty fast the last few years. Um, so we're, our primary service offerings historically have been process improvement, project management, and change management. And throughout the last couple of years, we've been able to craft kind of a fourth pillar to our offerings, which is business intelligence. So uh, I'm in a lucky position to lead up the team um, with a few people doing different things at different clients and uh, yeah, leading the charge there. Yeah, and Danny just got a promotion. Right. You, you were just yeah. promoted to director. So congratulations. That's you. awesome. Yeah. So then how did you make it to Greencastle? Like, how did you arrive here? We're all veterans, better known and operated. How did you get here? Yeah, great question. So the, the honest answer is that was, is kind of chance. Um, so my wife and I, my background uh, post-military was in entrepreneurialism, uh, mainly in e-commerce, which I'm sure we'll get into a little later. Um, but with that, we started to grow our business uh, where we were with the military, which was out in New Jersey. And a few years into that, we started to have kids and we decided that we wanted our family to be by my wife's parents out here uh, near Malvern over in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Um, and so with that, we decided we wanted to move our business that we had at the time. And so we weren't quite sure what that would look like. It was a big risk. Um, we weren't sure how many of our team members would move out with us. So I, I looked for a job as kind of a, a stopgap at the time to be able to help us transition out to Pennsylvania. Um, looked online, found Greencastle, loved everything about the brand, the mission, obviously the veteran culture and all the things that people love about Greencastle. Um, so with that actually came on initially as a contractor about two and a half years ago um, with the intention of it being part-time, but then obviously fell in love with the culture here, with the people, saw a lot of opportunity and, and been lucky to be part of the growth the last couple of years. That's pretty cool that you were like not planning on this and it happened. Love that. Yeah. What What is your favorite thing about the culture here? Like sure. you gotta pick one thing. Yeah, just uh, the camaraderie. I feel like people truly have each other's backs here. Um, in most working environments, your relationships go as far as your work goes. And every now and then you might find one or two good friends that you maintain relationships with outside of work. Um, but here I feel like our relationships aren't driven by our work. Our, our relationships helps get our work done, but we all truly have, have each other's back and have that camaraderie, even if we're working on completely different projects in different parts of the company. Yeah, I agree. And I think that probably is because we're veterans and we had to do that anyway. Like we had to have each other's backs like outside of this job. So like we get how to do that without it always being like work related and everything. So absolutely, that's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about your military background. Yeah, so I was uh, the stereotypical chair force. <laughs> Frankly, that, that, that could probably sum up my story in one sentence right there. Um, so uh, I had a desk job in the Air Force. Uh, so the, the situation is a flying unit. Um, so I worked with tankers, the big in-air refuelers that fly around, refuel fighter jets or whoever needs to get wherever they need to go. Um, and so with that, I was uh, one of only a few non-flyers in a flying unit. 
And our job was essentially to serve as the central hub to help make the mission happen. Um, so obviously there's a lot of moving pieces with that. Someone has to, to glue it all together, coordinate all the efforts between maintenance, airfield ops, uh, air crew training, things like that to make sure we had the right people, right equipment to get to the right place at the right time. So a lot of that coordination uh, that happened within a, within a unit. I mean, that's really important. And honestly, for anybody that chose a different branch of the military, like me, <laughs> we're all a little envious of the Air Force lifestyle. I mean, were you eating like lobster and steak? Is that story true? Like you're just like the dining experience is second to none. You're like, you know, no PT in the morning. You're waking up at 10, starting to work day. Like what is the experience? Is I that mean, real? some of that is true. I do. Uh, if you go outside of the military, I'm a pretty poor golfer, but here at Greencastle, <laughs> I'm one of our better golfers. I, I attribute that to being in the Air Force. Um, okay. Yeah, that was a form of PT for me here and there, right? Um, no, but it was uh, it was good. Anyone I talked to, you know, there's a lot of pride that comes with being Marine or being, you know, fill in the blank, whatever people did. We tend to take pride in what we did, rightfully so. But if you ask people, what would you recommend your kid to go into? Generally, it's going to be the Air Force. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. So you mentioned an sure. e-commerce business. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that. Talk about what that is and what you do. And, and are you still doing it or... Yep. Yeah. Great question. So technically still doing it. Uh, this is obviously my full-time job, full-time effort here. Um, but on the side, we have our e-commerce business still going as well. So uh, background there to jump back about 10 years ago while I was in the Air Force. Uh, my wife, we got married young. Uh, I was 19. She was 18. And we shipped right off into the Air Force enlisted. And so with that, um, she, she was very into art in high school. She's very artistic, very creative. Um, we thought at the time we may be moving around quite a bit. So instead of hopping into some job that she may leave shortly, um, she decided to use her artistic abilities to open up an Etsy store. Um, so we were early on in Etsy, which helped us just, you know, right time, right place. So we were able to build a following on Etsy. Um, from there, we realized the potential that the business had to expand onto different platforms, build our own brand, as well as expand our, our uh, product line. So I transitioned, actually had an opportunity to uh, transition into the National Guard and at that time came on full-time with my wife to grow our e-commerce business. Cool. So what is the business called? What do you sell? Yep. So we're called Dwell Home Shop. So Dwell is, is what we refer to the business as. And that's really the vibe that we go for is we want um, the home to be a dwelling place, a place for a family to connect and for meaning, meaningful memories to be made, right? So that's our, our brand and, and everything that we put out there. Um, so with that, we are home decor. So we sell lightweight home decor items. So think pillows, candles, towels, things like that. Um, cool. So yeah, we at one point, I guess to, to fill in, uh, connect some of the dots of the story here, uh, about three years ago, I mentioned we decided to move our business to Morgantown, Pennsylvania from New Jersey. And that's when I found Greencastle and started on board here. Um, prior to that, we started to, to grow the business decent. So we got up to about 20 people at one point, And that's when we kind of took a step back and said, hey, is this really what we want to do? We started to have kids. Um, my wife's passion is to raise our children, and, and we're really happy about that. Um, and then it became a question of, hey, is this a business that then I want to run with on my own moving forward? Um, so with that, we decided to pull the pedal back off of uh, scaling up our e-commerce business. And we actually scaled it down when we moved, uh, brought it to be more of like a manageable lifestyle business. Um, so right now we have a team of six people. Uh, and we run it out of Morgantown here, and it's uh, we're fairly passive at this point in it, um, but more of a, a, an advisory position to the business at, at this point. That's still really impressive, though, and I feel like 
everybody that I talk to that works here has like, they're doing full time here, which is no small feat in itself because we're, we're doing a lot. We're growing business, we're growing really fast. Um, you know, they, they had their military service and then they're also doing something on the side. So like right. you owning this business and running this business, that's really cool. Love a good pillow and a candle. You know? There you go. <laughs> no, yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate it. And thankfully we have a great team who, who really makes it easy to do over there. That's cool. So tell me about your family. You talked a little bit about your wife. Yep. Um, you have kids. Yes, yeah, so we that. have three now. Uh, our newest is about a three-month-old boy. Uh, we have a two-year-old girl and then a four-year-old boy as well. Um, so, so rocking and rolling in the minivan. Uh, <laughs> got some little league t-ball coach, coaching going on this year, and uh, you know some small soccer camps and things like that. So, uh, definitely in the thick of it with the three of them at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of kids, but that's cool. Hey, nothing wrong with the minivan. It's yeah, like uh, efficient, I, right? I embrace it. I, I'll never go back. <laughs> I <Highly laughs> love that. No. I love that. So a couple of the things you told me that you're into, um, you went to Bible school, is that correct? I did. And you were like super into like philosophy and stuff like that. So tell me, like, why did that pique your interest? Uh, I've always been into life's big questions, right? Always the annoying kid asking why growing up and all that fun stuff. Um, and I grew up going to church. Uh, my mom actually worked at the church for a while, and uh, my parents were divorced pretty young, and so my mom worked a couple jobs, two of which were at a church and a school connected to it. So I spent a lot of time there and really grew up in that environment. Um, and with that, once I graduated high school, I started to ask a lot of those big life questions for my own instead of kind of the stuff I was taught growing up. Um, so with that, I started to just dive into the, the world of philosophy and, and asking those big questions of life. Uh, my wife and I dated. We were high school sweethearts. Um, and so once uh, she was a year behind me, when she graduated high school, we were deciding what to do. Uh, fast forward in the story, we, we joined the Air Force, but uh, a stop in between is that we went to Bible school together um, to really figure out kind of the core foundations of what we wanted the meaning of our life to be um, and really just uh, help direct our, our future decision making. Yeah, that's really sound decision making. I, you know, shout out to all the military spouses out there because it's not an easy job. So, you're, oh, you know, absolutely. your wife doing that. That's, it's not easy, so they need to be recognized too. Absolutely. So you also mentioned, and I'm not gonna pretend that I'm an expert in this because I am not. <laughs> you are into crypto. I am. School the audience. Guilty as charged. What is, what is crypto? I, I, maybe I sound like an idiot for not knowing what that is. <laughs> I kind of do, um, but tell us what it is and why you're interested in it. Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, let's start with why I'm interested in it, right? Because uh, I think it matters. Um, because I think there's a lot of bureaucracy and waste that happens in our current traditional financial system um, that can be solved and eliminated with uh, the technology that we have available. Um, so with that, you know, there's a number of factors. We could obviously, there's, there's millions of hours of podcasts on this topic. Um, but for example, uh, on a high level, uh, traditional finance brings a lot of middlemen and a lot of bureaucracy, which technology could kind of take out of the equation therefore reducing costs of financial transactions. And that reduced cost essentially goes back into the pockets of the consumer. So we're able to increase trust amongst people. We're able to make things more efficient, which benefits all of society. Um, and then we're able to essentially create a currency and a financial system uh, that can't easily be manipulated. So uh, a huge use case for crypto is in actually third world countries where you have uh, governments or pseudo governments who can really manipulate currency um, that affects people's lives uh, drastically. But if you're able to take currency out of the hands of bad actors and the control of currency out of the hands of bad actors and make it more neutral, then you create a, a stable and, and equitable financial system for everyone globally. Um, so again, we could, we could probably get into a lot, but 
that's kind of the why I'm into it. I think it, it, it could really make a difference for the world. Yeah, that's really cool. So, like, what is what are you currently doing in that? Like, are you... <laughs> I'm probably asking the wrong question. Sure. Are you like investing in it right now? Is that like what is your particular like stance on it and role in it currently? Yeah, so I think crypto investing gets a little bit of a bad rap because you think of, you know, uh, day trading and get rich quick schemes. Uh, so I'm certainly invested in it. I'm invested in a few of the, the main cryptos uh, for the long term as opposed to kind of a, something that we're, where I'm trying to flip, flip cash really quick. Um, but I would say like what am I doing with it? It's, it's more of a passion and advocacy. Um, so you'll see me walk around here every now and then in a Bitcoin shirt or, or something fun like that to have conversations and spread knowledge about the topic um, because it is a, a controversial public opinion topic that has politics involved and what have you. And I think the, the biggest amount of people we could get on what I would determine to be the right side of that argument is going to benefit, again, society as a whole moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, so personally for me, it's primarily yeah, investing, following, advocating. and. Uh, yeah, I would say that's the extent of my involvement, so yeah, to speak. That's good. I mean, we could probably do an entire other podcast on just that because I know there are a lot of people interested in it. Yeah. So maybe that's something we do in the future. Maybe we will. Uh, I'll get my, uh, I got a buddy who's a, a head of trading for a crypto agency. Maybe we could get him on here pretty yeah. soon. I need to like study before that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, this has been really great. Like, I appreciate you sitting down and talking to us. We, you know, we've learned about your military career, we learned about what you do here, we learned about crypto, we learned about philosophy, we learned about your wife and your business. Is there anything else you wanna leave everybody with? Like maybe let's let's boil it down to a leadership lesson uh, that you have now that you're a new director, uh, sure. you went through the military, give, give the audience a leadership lesson. Yeah, so I'll uh, unabashedly steal this one. Uh, I was lucky enough, lucky enough a few days ago to attend a golf outing that Greencastle sponsored for the SEAL Future Foundation. Um, and one thing I picked up on there from a keynote you know, speaker, a former, former SEAL, who was talking about some of his combat experience that, that I was really able to make a connection with here at Greencastle and how we operate, is just the team environment. So he talked about a mission they were on and how they were successful on their mission because everyone involved in the mission played their role and did their part and trusted each other. Um, and I think that's something that we do really well here at Greencastle. Um, is we have a, a racy matrix to say who's responsible, accountable, consulted, informed for different aspects of the business. Um, and I think that clarity and that trust for each other to you know, focus on our, our, in our lanes and, and do our job and trust each other uh, is, is part of why we're successful here. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's a great lesson to leave everybody with. So thank you for your time. Please like and subscribe on our channel. We really appreciate everyone that does that. And Danny, thank you again. It was really great talking to you. Thanks, Lindsay. And we'll have you on again to talk about crypto. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>